Chapter Fifteen of Little Prudy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. Little Prudy by Rebecca Sophie Clark. Chapter Fifteen. Going home. It is now autumn. The trees couldn't keep green any longer, for their time had come. So they just made the best of it, like sad faces laughing through tears, and glowed and flushed in a perfect blaze of glory, making believe they were having splendid times all by themselves, and didn't care for what was coming. The Parlin children had stayed a great deal longer than their parents at first meant they should stay, and now they must really go back to Portland. The little cousins were sorry to part, for you know they had learned to love one another dearly. Grace and Susie clung together till the last moment. Oh, Susie, sobbed Grace, don't you forget these good times. Remember to write, no matter how it looks. I wish I hadn't got to go way off out west. I never did have such times in any places as we've had here at Grandma's. Nor I either, said Susie, looking sorrowfully at the barn, the seat in the trees, and the clover patch. Remember, you're coming back in just two years. Won't it be splendid? Oh, dear, but two years is most forever, added Susie, suddenly breaking down. Goodbye, Prudy, said Horace, climbing into the stagecoach, quite out of breath. He had run all the way to the post office just for the sake of seeing her again. Goodbye, Prudy. You're the cunningest little spud. If you lived out west, I'd just go a-flyin'. Nobody knew whether Horace cried or not, for nobody saw him till dinner-time, but then he looked very sober indeed. He and Grasshopper had been building a fort, he said, and after he had told so much, he seemed not to care about talking. He felt captain of a little company, and such a brave soldier that he would not even say he felt sorry for Prudy was gone. Grace talked a great deal about Susie, and asked her mamma if she might not invite her to go out west sometime. Mrs. Clifford said she should be very glad, indeed, to have a visit from both the children, and who knew but it might happen so. For Mr. Parlin, Susie's father, often took journeys out west on business. This idea struck Grace very pleasantly, and she had a strong hope of the visit in a minute. In two minutes she had a firm belief in it, and the last we see of Grace and Horace in this book, they are sitting on the piazza, eagerly talking about the next winter, when they shall both go to the cars to meet Uncle Edward and the children. They'll be there my birthday, what you bet, said Horace. I shall wear my tippet when we go to the depot, and have a new hood, said Grace. I don't know what my dress will be, though. I'll make a bow arrow, and a gun, and a steamboat for Prudy, and I'll give Susie my large doll, and make a blue dress for it with flowing sleeves. She shall put all her things into my cabinet. What do we have to eat? pecans and simmons and raisins and figs oh we shall have plenty to eat horace we always do we'll give em canned peaches with cream susie likes cream as well as a cat i'd like to see prudy eat a simmon a green one i mean cried horace laughing aloud seems like i can see her mouth puckering up now susie and prudy all this while were riding home in the cars under the care of the conductor oh sighed susie I wish we were going backwards, just the other way. Grandma is going to let Grace boil some candy tonight and put oil nuts in it. I guess they'll want me to help em pull it, said Prudy. There, now, we've got to Brunswick, murmured Susie. 
I don't like to get so far away from the folks at Grandma's. Don't it seem real lonesome? No, indeed, replied Prudy. I'm glad we're going home to see Mother and the rest of them. What do you suppose a baby'll say? But their speech was cut short by some large pieces of sponge cake, which the smiling conductor brought to them wrapped in a newspaper. Susie and Prudy reached home safely, and there is nothing more to be said about them at present. I think I will copy the letter which Prudy wrote to her dear friend, Mr. Allen, or which she got Aunt Madge to write the next time she went to Portland. Christmas Day Dear Mr. Gustus Allen, When you went off to the wars, Aunt Madge cried some, for I saw her wiping her eyes. You asked me if I loved you for the candy, but I didn't. I loved you for the nuts and oranges. I think you was real good to write me a letter. I had just as lief kiss you as not if you wasn't my father. And Aunt Madge says she'll answer it, cause you couldn't read my writing, but I hain't got any pig. He was a pinky-winky little thing, but Grandpa kept a-keepin' him eatin', and he got so big once when I was gone that they had to kill him. But he didn't go to heaven, and I am glad, for I don't ever want to see him again. That was last summer when I was a little girl. I don't like pigs now. Of course, I'm going on five, for if I wasn't most five, my Grandpa Reed wouldn't be dead most two years. I've got my presents, but they ain't took off the tree yet. Mother gave me a tea set. Oh, I wish you could see it, cause you wouldn't break a single thing. And I had a doll and lots of candy and books and a new dress and a scarf and some shiny shoes. I'm glad you wrote me that darling letter. I can't think of anything to think of. The skeeters bit me when I was at Grandma's. I hate live skeeters. They might be flies, and I wouldn't care then. They used to get into my skin just as easy and sting me all up. Won't you write me another letter? Please, too. Susie fastened her tooth to the door latch once. It got so loose it shook in her mouth, and it hurt her, so I had to cry. But my teeth are drove in real hard. I mean it hurt her when twas pulled. That's what I mean. I saw a cow the other day in the road. That wasn't hitched. Susie said, Go along off, sir. But he didn't, and then a man's shoe brought at him, and he went. We had a dear little toady in the garden, and when I talked to him, he winked. He had a nest in the flower bed last summer. I like to stay at Grandma so I can jump off of something. Mother won't let us hunt for any eggs to Portland because we haven't any hens. Horace was a captain to his men. He made me a sled. I had a new dress on the Christmas tree and a sugar basket. I've got a bad cold, but Susie hasn't. My head is all snuffed up. When are you going to come home? I haven't seen Grace and Horace for so long. They went home after the baby died. God has got the baby up in heaven, but the tired part of him is in the garden. My father is most crazy to see me. He is, truly. And when I say truly, I can't lie. He said he wanted to see me, so he was most crazy, and he's coming tonight. I suppose he'll bring me something, for I've been good. When I at cross, it's cause I don't feel well. Aunt Matt says to me I've wrote enough, and I'm tired. She's wrote the letter, but I made it up. I wish you a Merry Christmas. She asked me if I forgot to wish it, but I didn't. Goodbye from Prudy Parlin. End of chapter 15. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. End of Little Prudy by Rebecca Sophie Clark.